0: I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice Show. It's great to have you here. Hi, this is the Grow Your Private Practice Show, episode 15. Welcome back. And if it's your first visit, I'm so glad that you've found us. So today I want to talk about the FAQ page on your website. And FAQ stands for Frequently Asked Questions. And just to get started, I want you to think back to when you went to counselling. How did you feel? Do you remember? Did you feel a bit anxious? Maybe you felt a lot anxious. I remember when <laughs> I remember when I went to counselling. I was absolutely terrified. I had no idea what to expect. For some strange reason, in my mind, I had this idea that it would be filmed and recorded in some way. Oh, I, I don't know why, but anxiety off the scale. And I think back and think, well, what would have helped me with that process? So for me, the FAQ page of a website is helping people to learn a little bit more about what that process is likely to be. And the reason that we do this is because it helps to reduce barriers. And everything we do in marketing, everything we do on our website, on our social media, in any blogs that we write, literally everything that we're doing is we're trying to reduce the barriers to make it more easy for people to come and get help so that people don't carry on struggling for months and years not really knowing that the help's there and it's it's available for them now, remember that people reading the FAQ page are serious about coming to counselling. So, they've had a look around on your website. and Now, they're thinking about, right, what's the actual process? So, the aim on the FAQ page is really to continue with showing the warmth and understanding that you've been showing throughout your website and your marketing. And in my opinion, I think that every counselling website needs an FAQ page. So, what are the things that you should answer on your FAQ page? So, what are those frequently asked questions? Well, I'll go through some of the main ones and then I'll also give you a few other ones that you may want to to include at the end. Now, the first one, and I think the biggest one, is the question would be, how much do you charge? Now, obviously, people want to know what is going to be the price when somebody comes for a session with you how much is it going to be and the more cl- the more simple and clear that this can be the better so something very simple like the answer questions are however much a week for a however long session payable and then tell them is it payable in advance is it payable on booking is it payable on the day and then let them know how you take payment so payment by X, Y, or Z, you know, payment by cash, payment by card, payment by bank transfer. So you're basically letting them know the details about payment. So how much is it going to be, how you take payment, whether you have it in advance on on booking or on the day. Now, something to be aware of here is if you offer any concessions and you don't have to offer any concessions at all. But if you do, I highly recommend that you make sure that it's really clear what you're going to be offering. So again, when we think about barriers, just think about if on your website it says, I offer some concessions, so please ask. Now put yourself in the shoes of somebody seeing that. Some people simply won't ask because maybe they'd feel embarrassed. So if they phone up and say, you say that you offer concessions, can you tell me what they are? If they're not entitled to those concessions, they might feel embarrassed or they might not ask in the first place because they feel embarrassed or they might not be able to afford the full fee. Alternatively, if they ask you if you offer, you know, if you can get if they can get a concession and you say no, that can have a detrimental effect on them and the therapeutic relationship as well. So I would recommend that if you do offer concessions, be really clear, be clear about who gets a concession, concession. be clear about how much that concession is going to be, for how long is it going to be forever or is it just the first, you know, number of sessions. And if it's only for a certain number of people, so if you have a concession that you do for two people a week, is there a, a waiting list to get that? Now, again, I just want to reassure you that you don't have to offer concessions. Just if you do, be really, really clear exactly when, who to and why. So, for example, if you offer reduced fees for the emergency services, how would you respond then if a teacher phoned up and asked for a reduction? What would your response be? And this really, really does need to be thought of in advance, because if you're in that situation on the phone, you're going to feel flummoxed. You need to just be able to answer very, very simply your reasons if you need to. Something here that I talk about in the Gray Private Practice book is how you're going to decide what it is. So for example, if you offer re- a reduction for a low income, how are you going to work out who deserves this? What is classed as a low income? So, for example, if a couple separate and one stays at home with the kids, you might consider that person to be the one that's more likely to be on a low income. But when you consider that the one that had to leave home now has to start again in a new home, uh, buying new furniture, possibly paying maintenance. So on paper, one person may appear to have a greater income, but actually have far less disposable income. So what I'd say is if you're unsure about this, just don't offer a concession until you are and you get really clear about it. And again, like I say, I do talk about this in the chapter in the Grow Your Private Practice book called Making Peace with Money. So in the frequently asked question bit about money, make it simple and clear that it's going to cost this much money and somebody's going to read that and know exactly what it's going to be. So another question that I would have in the FAQ section is, how do I make an appointment? So if somebody wants to make a client with you, uh, sorry, if a client wants to make an appointment with, with you, spell out how this process is going to work. So, for example, do they need to pick the phone up to make an appointment? And if they do, what happens if they get voicemail or should they email? And if they do email, is there something you specifically need to know? What would be the next step? And how soon can they expect to hear back from you? Now, you could actually write a blog post about this process. So what I would suggest then is in the FAQ section, talk briefly about the process and then have a little read more link. So a link that says read more. Somebody clicks on that link and it takes them to a separate blog. And in the separate blog, you can talk about it in a lot more detail if you want to. So rather than this FAQ section having big, long answers, we want them to be quite short and concise. And if you want to add more, you can do it by writing a separate blog and linking to it. The next question that I would have is about where you're located. Now, this might be different now because obviously since lockdown, people aren't seeing so many face-to-face people. It's a lot more online. So I would still have something about either where you're located or how online counselling works. So if you're working face-to-face, give clear instructions on how to get to you. So, for example, do you have parking? Are they going to need to pay for the parking? and if they're going to need to pay for the parking what change are they going to need what public transport can get people to you what does is the entrance going to be clear and obvious you know we want people to be able to come really clear in the knowledge that they know where they're going and it's going to be clear it takes away all that anxiety doesn't it so you might even want to have a photo of the entrance way and of course make sure that it's well lit it's pretty simple to add a Google map to your site. So you could do that. And as I say, have a photo of the outside of your premises. It can really help. So for me, if I'm going somewhere new, something that takes away anxiety for me is car parking. Is it easy to park? Am I going to have to park a long way away? If I'm going to have to park a long way away and I'm going to be, you know, worrying and fussing about money, about car parking money, Then I'm going to be worried that I'm going to be late, and that is going to give me anxiety. So, if we can just let them know the process, it really, really helps. And if you're working online, what's the process there? So, what are they going to need? Are they going to need to download Zoom or whatever it is that you use? Are they going to need a headset? Do they have to contact you? So do you send them a link and then they contact you? Just go through the process and also let them know that if, you, if they have any, any problems, that it's okay to let you know about it. So let them. it needs to be really clear for them to know what the process is so in their mind's eye they've got an idea of how that goes. So another question could be, is counselling confidential? Now, what I've always done in the past is I've included this as an FAQ, but what I tend to do is keep the answer very short. So I tend to say, what you say in counselling is confidential and what is discussed stays between us. However, there are a few exceptions to this, which I will discuss in our first meeting. And this reassures the client that's coming to see you that they'll be able to speak freely. I don't go into all the ins and outs. I know that there are um, exceptions and things like that. But remember, put yourself in the point of view of the client. If you start reading stuff about the ins and outs of the confidentiality clause, it can really put people off. It's quite official, so I would say, yeah, it's going to be confidential. There are some exceptions. We will discuss this, and that's very, very reassuring. And then, when you're talking to them for the first time, you can talk about that in your process. Now, if you're thinking, if you're worried about this, if you're thinking, "Crikey, there's a lot of information there," I'm going, I'm going to be doing a little worksheet for this that you can download for free. You'll be able to find it. With, with the show notes. So that will be janetraviscouk slash 15 and you'll be able to get the free download for this as well. Another question might be, do you work in the evening? And basically it's asking for your working hours. So it's a good idea to put your working hours on there. I would suggest you think yourself about what hours that you want to work. You don't have to do You know, you're in control, you're self-employed. You can choose the hours that you want to work. So if you don't want to work in the evening, you don't have to. If you don't want to work at the weekend, you don't have to. You decide when you're going to work and just put it down there clearly in the FAQ section. Another question might be, how many sessions will I need? People are often worried about this. They're worried about what the investment's going to be whether they're going to be going to counselling like for a long, long time, that's quite a big worry. So this is a question you may wish to include so that you can give them some sort of an expectation. And I think that for me, this this giving an expectation is about reminding them that they're the people in control. So you might want to say, I mean, my supervisor always used to say, um, I suggest starting with six sessions and then we'll review it And take it from there, basically. This is another one that you could talk about in a blog post. And then you can have a simple explanation there. And again, a read more link that says click on, you know, click here. And they can go and read the blog for some more details. And then something that I don't put on my FAQ section. So this is something I say, you know, I wouldn't put here is the cancellation fees now i tend to not talk about this on the faq page because remember what we're trying to achieve by this we're trying to help potential clients to feel welcome and comfortable therefore for me i believe that if there's something on your website that says if you don't t- you know if you don't give me 24 hours notice you'll still be charged i think or whatever your cancellation policy is i think that that could sound very heavy handed and stark which is obviously the absolute opposite of what we're trying to achieve. So for me, my preference would be to cover the cancellation policy when you meet them for the first session. And then you can discuss it with them there a little bit more and a little bit more gently. So those are some of the main questions that I put on the FAQ page. But here are some other ones that you might want to include. Now, remember, the FAQ page is called Frequently Asked Questions, and it's that for a reason. So if you notice the same or similar questions being asked to you over and over again, then this is the perfect place to address it. And there might be specific things based on your niche that you might want to answer. So things like if you're working with children and young people, what would parents need to know? If you're working with couples, what would they need to know? Because that's going to be different, of course. If you're working with groups, obviously, that's very different. And if you offer something like walk and talk therapy, what would you want to say about it here? You might also want to talk about if you have something like therapy pets. Or if you offer a specific type of therapy like EMDR, EFT, you might want to mention it here as well. You might not. You might not want to put it here, but it's something you might want to. Now, if you work from home, you might want to add something like whether there's um, disabled access or whether there are any steps. So you might want to add that here. And also, you might want to add as well, if you work from home, whether you have any pets that might cause any allergies. So, obviously, anybody without any allergies, they might want, they might need to know that. And at the end of the, the FAQ page, always add a call to action. So, a call to action is letting people know what the next step is. Okay. So, a brilliant call to action at this point would be. If you have any other questions or you're ready to take the next step, contact me now. And then you would share your contact details. So if somebody's read your FAQ page, then they're really serious about coming to see you for a session. So always have something at the end of that page to let people know that the next step now is to contact you. Okay. Okay, so can you see how the FAQ page is something that can really help to reduce some of those barriers that might stop people from coming to counselling? So I think it's important on the FAQ page to make sure that we're We're writing it from the point of view of still sharing that understanding, still sharing that warmth, still being very reassuring so that people will read it and feel more comfortable about making that next step and coming to see you. So, like I say, there's a download for this, a free download. You can find it on my website, which is janetravis.co.uk slash 15. And you can grab that for free and I'll give you some ideas of what you can say on your FAQ page. And again, if you check out the Grow Your Private Practice book, I talk about it more in there. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope it helps you to make your FAQ section something that's going to be really helpful and help and encourage people to contact you and make that step to come to you for counselling. I'd love... To connect with you. So, the best places to find me out and about are on Instagram, and you'll find me there at Grow Your Private Practice, which is all lowercase, no spaces, or on LinkedIn, and you'll find me there just under Jane Travis. So, please come along and say hi. That would be fantastic. Have a brilliant week, and I really look forward to speaking to you again soon. Bye bye